0: to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence here in Oregon and the Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Here with me today are four recent high school graduates who are also part of the National Student Advisory Council for Work To Be Well. I am so excited because while I'm losing them, they are heading off to college very soon. And we're going to spend our time today learning what their plans are, what their tips and tricks are, and what their hopes and dreams are for what this experience will be like. Very excited to talk with them about their transition from high school senior to freshman in college, what it feels like to go from being, you know, the big person on campus to all of a sudden you're back at the freshman year. We all remember what that's like. Let's get started and I'd like each of you to introduce yourself. Oh wait, before we do that, I almost forgot. I have to give a disclaimer because this video is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal care provider or any other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your medical condition. All right, now we're going to introduce our students. We're going to get ourselves started. Um, Kelly, why don't you jump in and get us started? You're a pro at talk to be well. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and where are you going this fall?
1: Yeah, thanks, Robin, and hello, everyone. My name is Kelly, and I am from Portland, Oregon, and I'm going to go to Princeton University in the fall, and I'm planning on studying public policy and maybe a little bit of psychology, too.
0: Jordan, how about you?
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan. I'm from a small town in West Texas, and in the fall I will be going to Boston University to study English.
3: Lily? Hi, my name is Lily. I will be going to the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana in the fall to study accounting.
4: And Julian? Hello, my name is Julian Barrera. I'm from Roma, Texas, a small town in South Texas, and I'll be attending Yale University in the fall where I'll likely study history of science, medicine, and public health or environmental studies.
0: Y'all are going some pretty awesome places. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, these these are not small colleges and things like that. When you think about this, what were the biggest influences on your college choices and why did you choose to go where you're going? And just popcorn it all in there.
3: Um, I guess for me, it was kind of like the atmosphere of the campus and what other people who have some of my previous friends that also go there kind of told me about it and what they liked about it. I was debating schools and I just heard better things about one than the other, so that kind of did that. And um, I also have my older sister also lives in the same town. So it'll be nice to have her around as well. And that was kind of a little bit of a factor as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have lived in the same city for my whole life. And so I definitely wanted to explore a different part of the country. And so yeah, I'll be (laughs) going on a long plane ride over there, but that was definitely one of the factors. And I think I really liked Princeton for the undergraduate focus. And I had just wanted to go there for a long time. And so it was really exciting that everything worked out in the end. And it'll definitely a big transition, but I'm glad that we'll be talking about that today. (laughs)
2: For me, it was kind of the same thing as what Kelly was saying. I've grown up in a very small town my entire life and I've visited Boston a few times with uh, my mom because that's where my mom's from. And I just really loved like the difference in um, like the atmosphere like Lily was saying um, compared to what I've known my entire life. So I'm kind of excited to just experience a whole different uh, atmosphere.
4: In my case, uh, I really never, I mean, I'm a first generation low-income student Uh, Neither of my parents attended college. So it was a surprise that I got into Yale uh, in the first place. Uh, I've never visited campus. I have no idea how it is, but I really like the fact that it has such a liberal arts education and like there's so many things that I can do and the support is amazing. So that's kind of the reason why I was like, yes, I want to go to Yale. But if I'm being honest, I never expected to get in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so, these are awesome reasons to go. And I love that you're just taking these huge risks. And with these risks, you're going to have to be aware that you're going to have to take care of your mental health because this is going to be a big change for all of you. Uh, I know my own daughter went off to college last year. She had the whole full college freshman experience during a pandemic where uh, they, were, they were on campus, but often on Zoom. So it was a mixed media. Um, but you're all going places where my hunch is you're all going to be on campus you're going to be living on with people you're going to be attending classes you're going to have new stresses new environment and you're for the most part you're all going to be pretty much on your own so when you think about this you're going to have all of a sudden a whole new pile of social freedom there's not going to be a parent sitting here looking at you going hey you know it's time i'm checking up on you etc etc which means there's going to be all kinds of new pressures new stressors i mean we're going to get into some of the really big ones but let's start with some of the easy new pressures how are you going to take care of your wellness your nutrition you know the things that keep you whole
3: um i recently purchased um some crystals I haven't tried them yet, but I'm going to try to use those. I got some to help with stress and anxiety as well as like decision making and like calmness and like staying focused. So I got those in bracelets so I can wear them with me to class and everything just to kind of keep me relaxed during class and everything. Um, and I'm also hoping to find a club that I can join that will also kind of help me stay together as well as attend the gym every once in a while, if I have enough energy.
0: (laughs) Love it. My daughter's a big crystal devotee. There you go.
1: Go ahead. This is a random one, but I've heard from other college students that it's really good to invest in a mattress topper. Because apparently the mattresses and dorms are generally pretty hard and uncomfortable. And I think that sleep is going to be one of my top priorities in terms of wellness in college. So I definitely want to make that investment in a really comfortable mattress topper.
2: So I'm planning on getting a bike when I'm over there since um, driving doesn't really sound like fun driving in the city like that. And so I just think being able to like explore and get places uh, and just like, it gives you like a physical aspect and then um, all together, it just will help me like relax when I'm having um, a bad day or something.
4: So just like Kelly, I plan to invest in a mattress topper because yeah, I've heard that those Beds are so hard. And as I, I also plan to uh, go to the gym once in a while, if possible, every single morning. So, like, I really plan to get my classes at around 11 a.m. so I can wake up at 8, go do some workout and then go to my classes. Because, yeah, I believe that well-being is so important. And once we exercise, like, your, your day is just way, way better.
0: Exercise is really, really important because you got to watch out for that dreaded freshman 10. Uh, and, and those are some of the things that, that are realities of college. But I will tell you, uh, Billy did invest in a good mattress topper. It was very important. But I also recommend bringing along some comfort items, some things that, you know, all of you know how to make self care kits. And one of those big important things in the self care kit is bringing something soft and cuddly, which sounds a little bit crazy, but in that environment, Soft and cuddly can be a really important thing. So don't forget to get yourself a really cool blanket of some kind. That's a really important thing to do as well. Um, You're going to be balancing your schoolwork and your social life. And this is going to be a whole new way to meet people you don't know. You're not going to know anybody. What are going to be your go-to strategies to really begin to get in there and meet some new people? What are your tips and tricks?
1: I would say that I want to not be afraid of putting myself out there because I think, like I said, I went to the same school for a long time, lived in the same place for a long time. So everything has always felt more familiar. Um, When I go to college, I definitely think that it'll be great to join different student organizations. And I think another really great tool is social media, because I've already connected with a lot of people who are going to be in my class next year. And there are a lot of different little group chats. And for my school, at least, they put everyone in different pods starting in the summertime. And so you kind of already have that built in support system with like older students and
4: people your age. So in my case, I actually already started my classes. <laughs> So I'm doing everything online as, as of now. It's this program called First Year Scholars for first-gen low-income students. And so, like, I slowly met people with my same similar backgrounds. And so, like, I guess that I already have that idea of, like, oh, I already have a small group of friends. And then besides that, uh, just like Kelly said, um, uh, extracurricular activities and social media as well are great ways to meet new people. And also GroupMe is really, really important. I'm not sure if all universities use it, but GroupMe such a good platform to like meet everyone from from your university
0: nice
2: i agree with what um kelly and julian said uh social media has been a huge tool especially um during the pandemic to get to know people since i i believe for most of us our orientations have been online so we didn't get that in-person connection So I've definitely taken advantage of, like, Facebook groups and the group chats that um, have been available to me. So I think social media has been my main thing so far.
3: I'm already kind of known as a social butterfly in the area that I'm at. So I don't know. I think I'll be able to meet some of my uh, people on the same floor as me. I'm Living, I have three roommates for in my dorm room, so I'll meet with them. Two of them are from Colorado, and another one's also from Montana. But I don't know. I think I think I'll have fun meeting new people. It'll be it'll be fun.
1: I really like what people were saying about the different organizations of people that have shared experiences with you, because I think at a lot of schools they have. Maybe various affinity groups or religious organizations or just other different things where you can actually come together and relate to the people that you're around, which can be hard to do when you meet when you're in a completely new place. Right. So, I think when I'm at college, I do want to get involved with that and maybe find a group of people that would maybe like go to church with me every weekend or do other things like play sports together and just find people that will be on that same like wavelength with you as you all experience new things.
4: Also, I think it's very important to consider people within your own major for them to be your friends. So you can always work together in like assignments and all that stuff.
0: Now that's so true. And, and being able to have that support group of people who are studying what you're studying is gonna make what we're gonna talk about next a little bit easier. You're all very much academic high achievers. Uh, And you are going into some powerhouse schools where you're not going to be the only academic high achievers anymore. Uh, So how are you going to balance out this schoolwork with all this new social? What's your what's your strategy about having some realistic expectations for your for your workload that's coming at you?
3: Um, I think I'm going to just kind of focus on my education first and then just kind of see what else I can fit into there. If it's going to the movies once a week with some friends that I'm meeting or just going to the library, and hang out and studying. But I definitely will put my education first and social life will come second, but I'll definitely do that social life so I don't go insane. with all the books
4: (laughs) yeah i think time management is like the most important thing we can do so i believe that something very very important that i plan to do is uh once my classes once my class is over let's say at 3 p.m do my homework right after and just spend the night with some friends because i do believe that social connections are also very very important if we want to enjoy our college experience because yes i do think academics matter but also the experiences and the people you meet are very, very important as well. So definitely managing our time is is something that I would definitely consider.
1: In high school, I actually never used a planner or anything of that organizational type of thing. So in college, that's one thing I do want to get more on in terms of scheduling And I don't know how I was able to just go through high school like that, but in college, it's definitely gonna be one of my top priorities to actually have a planner going that I use regularly and just make sure that all my classes and assignments and social events and practices and stuff are all all not overlapping too much with each other.
2: (laughs) Similar to what Kelly said, I would always start the year saying I was gonna use a planner. And I'd make it like two months before it just kind of ended up in my backpack and not being used again. So I definitely want to be more mindful of using a planner and scheduling time for social events and academic work. So I don't get stuck in the tunnel vision of, oh, I can only do academics or I can only do this or I can only do that.
0: Okay. World's best planner right here. It's your phone. It's always with you. Embrace the digital tool. Because, yes, I would be lost without this. uh, And I definitely am a devotee of making sure that that way it's one less thing I have to remember if it's in my phone. I don't have to think about it. Right. Because my phone's going to tell me where it is. So I am. Yeah. Applause all around for the planners in all of you, because time management is going to be one of those difficult things that that it's going to come at you. One of the best pieces of advice that I heard as a parent of a college freshman last year was to remind my college freshmen not to be too hard on themselves. Because oftentimes, you know, we go at this and we want to take all the classes and do all the things and be all the things. But your college academic schedule is set up in a way that you don't always have to go full bore and that you can give yourself a little bit grace and take advantage of things like an internship or a practicum. Practical experience is one of those great, great things that I think sometimes we forget is an important part of college. So remember to do those those types of things as well as you, as you advance in that career. Now, you're all leaving your hometowns, so you're going to deal with it. What are your strategies for when you're homesick and you want, you know, just that piece of home cooking and you miss your family and you miss your friends? What's your strategy? What's your go-to?
1: I'm going to be FaceTiming my family. <laughs> I'll be missing them a lot. I'm someone who talks to my family all the time. And so that'll probably be one of the most challenging parts of this fall. But I do think that we'll be able to deal with the three-hour time difference. I generally wake up really early, which I don't think that that actually like, lines up very well with East Coast to West Coast time. But I'll just definitely try to make some type of, some type of time in the middle of the day to call them.
4: Yeah, I think I plan to take family pictures for sure. Uh, I think just having those pictures there in my dorm uh, will help me out. Mm-hmm. And just like Kelly said, uh, FaceTime is something very, very useful. And, and yeah. Uh,
2: I plan on bringing a lot of pictures with me, like all these cords behind me. And I also made a box. And I, I call it my homesick box for when I leave. And it's just full of... A lot of, like, memories, a lot of pictures, a lot of things that just will remind me of home. So even if I can't be home in that moment, I can feel like I'm there by going through all the things in that box.
0: I love that. The idea of a homesick box is awesome.
4: Also, my college has this uh, cultural center. So, like, I think that's something very, very valuable to me. So I'll definitely be there 24-7. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm going to be kind of like Kelly, I'm going to FaceTime all the time. I FaceTime my mom when I'm in the basement and she's upstairs, so it's going to be different when we're about five hours away from each other. Um, that and then I'll I'll have my sister with me in the same town too, so that'll be nice. I won't get as homesick as I would if I didn't have her there. So I guess I'm kind of lucky for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so nice to have family nearby. I I think another thing I've been thinking about is how loneliness will probably be inevitable at some points, yeah. and so just reminding myself that it's okay to not feel 100% great all the time, and when I do feel lonely or down or feel like I'm not doing as well as I wanted to, just reminding myself that this is all part of the process, and it happens very frequently to most people freshman year. Yeah.
0: I think that's really wise. Um, I think another thing that happens to a lot of people, I know it happened to me when I was in college. Um, it was actually my sophomore year. I had a very difficult roommate. And, she, you know, she and I were on two completely different life schedules, two completely different set of priorities. She liked to go to parties and imbibe an awful lot, an awful lot, an awful lot. Um, and And I had other types of priorities and things that were important. So dealing and strategizing for how you deal with difficult roommates, even though you're meeting them now, you might get in there and mind that uh, it's not perfect. So what are going to be your go-tos for how you deal with difficult roommates?
3: Uh, the way my room, my dorm room set up is there's four of us sharing like common area. Mm-hmm. We each have like our own room. Nice. I don't have to like share a space with them. So I don't have to worry about that as much, but I'm definitely going to be labeling all the food in the fridge. That's mine.
2: I feel like for me, communication will be a really uh, big thing when dealing with uh, someone who maybe you don't share the same priorities with, because everyone's going to be a little bit different. There's not going to always be people that you click with immediately, but if there's an issue or if there's a problem, I think just communicating that with them in like a respectful and polite way will be the easiest way to fix it.
1: One thing I want to keep in mind is always assuming good intent first. Especially because I think in most cases, people do things that they don't even realize that they're doing in the first place. So just approaching them really honestly and, you know, with a good, with a good mindset is always going to help any type of disagreement or conflict. And I actually, I'm very excited for my roommate situation because I'm going to be living in a quint with four other people. And it's really cool because they're all parts of different, they're all from different parts of the country and world. And I just think it'll be a really interesting experience to get to know them. And so we've already set up a little group chat and we're probably gonna FaceTime at some point this summer just to make sure that we all get to know each other at least a little bit beforehand. And so I think that type of maybe reaching out to them beforehand is also a good strategy.
4: I like that. Yeah, so I'm gonna live in a suite with uh, five other other students, uh, but I do have one roommate specifically. And so I think something very, very important that I'm, I'm sure that I'm gonna do is talk about each other's priorities before we even move in. So like we can just message or something. And like, even then something that I'm gonna keep in mind is that at the end of the day, my suite is just to sleep and I can do my homework and other stuff uh, outside of my suite. So even if we are having trouble communicating and stuff, Uh, I'm not going to, I can just not use my suite as much.
0: Yeah, that's really smart is that remembering college campuses have a lot of different spaces that you can, you can be part of, whether it's the cultural center or the affinity groups. Um, You know, many places have a lot of different drop-in centers where students can go and study and have other relationships and and even eat in other places and things like that. So you are going to walk into, you know, the dreaded thing called peer pressure. Um, It is inevitable on a college campus and many campuses have access to drugs, alcohol, energy drinks, dating, even even the dreaded sex word, things like that. All of these new experiences are going to be there for you walking in. How are you going to deal with these different pressures and what are your go to safety strategies if you find yourself in a situation that maybe you don't want to be in?
3: Um, for me, I'm just going to make sure that, that I'm always with somebody else. I'm always going to buddy system and our, the campus that I'm going to be at, that has this cool thing called, um, uh, what's it? It's basically where like you can uh, call somebody and they will bring you a golf cart and they will give you like a ride back to your dorm room from like the library if it's late or something. So that's kind of nice. As well as if I do attend parties or something like that, I will make sure that I have a friend with me and I'll have my phone with me or my Apple Watch on me. So, in case I get lost or something, it's super easy to contact somebody.
1: Yeah. I like it. Yeah, safety is always a top priority for sure. And I think a lot of schools are transitioning to a system where um, in order to encourage students to reach out for help if they need it in terms of health and everything, they don't necessarily tell like parents because I know that for a lot of students that's something that they're really afraid of. Like if they are in a bad situation, they don't want to get help because they're afraid of their parents finding out or that they're afraid of getting in trouble or whatever. So I like that they put like the student safety first in that regard. So always like looking out for your friends and not being afraid to like take people to like the medical center or take them to wherever they need to go to get the help they need. And then the second thing that I'm thinking about is also surrounding myself with people that I feel like I can trust to a certain degree. And then also surrounding myself with people that I am not afraid of advocating for myself for too, because I think that those two things are pretty important in any relationship.
2: I think another important thing when you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable is reminding yourself that it's okay to leave. I feel like, especially during a time where you're trying to meet new people and you're in a different atmosphere, you feel a sense of, I can't leave, they're gonna think this about me, they're gonna think that about me. I don't want people to not like me i think just reminding yourself and affirming yourself that it's okay to walk out of those situations i think is a really important thing
4: very much so yeah i definitely agree with everyone i think safety is the most important and we must always prioritize ourselves and our own well-being so like yes let's surround ourselves with peers that are important to us and we know that they care about us But at the same time, just make sure that if you ever feel uncomfortable, you can always leave.
0: (laughs) Those are such I mean, that's such great stuff because the the reality is college has a lot of different pressures. Uh, And some of the colleges that you're going to are going to have not only the different types of affinity groups and clubs and things like that, but fraternities and sororities and other types of things like that that are really super exciting and a huge part of college life. But it's also going to be, it's the great time of experimentation and having a plan and having a a partner going into things with a buddy, always a great plan. I know I always went to, um, you know, the college I went to had a very large fraternity and sorority system, and you always went to a party with a buddy, always. Uh, And check on each other before you go, make sure people are safe before you walk out that door, because if you've got the responsibility of a buddy, that goes two ways, right? So have you done any investigating on the website of your college so that you know what mental health services and supports are available? Have you looked around at all?
1: Yeah, I definitely need to do more research in the future, but from what I've learned so far is that they do have a university mental health service. And they also have peer supports as well. And I think that both of those things combined are nice. And then each residential college and each floor has their own like peer academic advisor. And then also their own like mental health support system in each different residential college. And so depending on the school that you're going to, it's probably gonna be slightly different. But I think as mental health is getting talked about more and more, they the universities need to also like catch up with that and make sure that they're providing enough support and resources for their students to do well
2: i also need to do more research because i only know a little but during our virtual orientation they made sure that they emphasized that there were support groups there were um, a lot of different organizations that were there for you if needed so i definitely want to do more research but there are some
4: support in place. Yeah, just like everyone else, I'm lacking, lacking on research, <laughs> but I'm <pretty laughs> sure that there's that there's so many, so much support on mental health, and like I really hope that there's um, an organization or something where like I can even join and like help others. So like even if it's a secret service where like students can chat privately or about how they're feeling or anything, uh, I really hope that I can volunteer and help out as well.
0: Well, I know we're coming to the end of our time here and you're all going to go do some research and figure out what your mental health supports are at your school so you know in advance. But we're coming to the end of our time and I really want to pull on the wisdom that you have because I know that we've got rising seniors who are going into that big D decision next year and you all made those big D decisions. So what's your best advice to all those rising seniors who are looking up to you guys going in as college freshmen? What's the thing that somebody, you wish somebody had told you as you were stepping into the journey of deciding where to go to college? What's that piece of advice?
3: Be willing to go outside of your comfort zone. Don't go to a college just because you think you're going to be comfortable there. Go to a college so you can experience new things because it's the next chapter in your life. And just because like your best friend's going to that college doesn't mean that that college is right for you and you should go there either. My best friend and I, we're, we've lived in the same town for since we were in kindergarten and now we're gonna be eight hours apart. So you just make the decision for yourself and only for yourself. Don't base it off of what other people are doing.
4: I think the most important thing is to just apply. Like, don't be afraid just apply, apply to your dream school, you you can make it. Um, I never thought I, would, I could uh, get into Yale. And so like, I just recommend everyone to like go for it. It's, it's totally fine, it's okay to be afraid. And like Lily said, yeah, you might leave some of your friends behind, but at the end of the day, you're gonna meet amazing people with like same interests as you and like different backgrounds. So you're definitely gonna enjoy it and just don't be scared.
2: I agree with that. I, uh, I also think don't be afraid to dream, don't be afraid to try because if you don't try then you're going to not get it anyways so at least if you try you can say that you tried and that it wasn't the right thing and you'll be directed towards what's meant for you so definitely don't be afraid to dream and trust what's meant to happen.
1: My piece of advice going into senior year and the college application process would probably be think longer term into the future of what you want to do in college and after college and I think that once you feel like you have a good sense of that everything beforehand feels less less high pressure if that makes sense and I also think that it's important to have a good sense of self-worth going into the process because it can definitely be emotionally challenging at times when you feel like someone you don't know is really like Just kind of like getting a sense of one part of you and not the whole part of you. So making sure that you have a sense of self-worth going into the process and understanding that wherever you do end up, that place is really lucky to have you. I love that. That is the most important thing.
0: The colleges you're going to are really lucky to have all of you. Thank you so much, Jordan and Kelly and Lily and Julian for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your stories and your strategies on how you're gonna transition from high school to college, you are all gonna be fabulous and have awesome experiences. And I bet at least one of you is gonna change your major. Trust me, it's gonna happen. (laughs) Because that's exactly how it works. Graduating from high school is an absolutely wonderful milestone in developing that independent life skills in order to be able to learn and manage the world on your own and be aware how your mental health challenges are gonna impact that is gonna help ensure a successful transition. I wanna thank all of our audience members for joining us today on Talk To Be Well. This has been a really great and informative time for our rising seniors, for our young college freshmen, and for everyone who's listening. Thank you also for sending in your questions. If you're looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, please visit us at providence.org. And if you're a young person looking to get involved with mental health advocacy, youth mental health and well-being, or anything related to this space, check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work the number two bewell.org. We are still accepting applications for next year's student advisory council, and we want you to be part of it. Just like these wonderful rising or rising freshmen, rising college freshmen, were part of our experience this last year and for many years before that. Thank you all. Have a great day and be well.